What's up? It's Jared Cagle. This is a podcast called Burning Questions because we are answering your burning questions. All right. Very <laughs> special guest today on Burning Questions, Nita Cagle, my mom. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks I'm really for being good. here. Thanks we've for had, letting me. We've had some special guests, one being my wife, so she's more special. I uh, have to Better be. Based on the covenant. That's <laughs> but, true. <laughs> but at one time, you were more special at one time in my life. Well, I appreciate that. Maybe not in God, God's eyes because he sees the end from the beginning. Yeah, he does. Everything is in order. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But for me, you were the one who brought me into this world. You were the one who can take me out, you've told me. Yeah, I have. And uh, you're the yeah. one who prayed for me to get in trouble. Yes, I did. I actually called the principal on you a couple of times when you had left campus and just always knew you know yeah sneaking Skipping around class you can't have it yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's a fun fact that like you have always had this really direct line with the holy spirit and you could just know you know when stuff was going on so uh that's why this is also very scary because there's no telling what you're going to say <laughs> about me true. on this podcast but, i hope not um, they can cut it out I'm, I'm thrilled that you're with us. Thank you so much for being here. I'm honored. Uh, we have a, a heavy question, a heavy topic today. Um, before we get into that, though, you did bring a candle. I did. Which is customary here yes. uh, at Burning Questions. We have a candle. Yeah. T tell me about it. Like, why, do you, why did you bring this candle specifically? Um, so I brought this candle because I. this is my current kitchen companion wow i spend uh, a great deal of my life in the kitchen which yeah. i love yeah and um this is the one that is currently abiding there with me i purchased this candle because it has multiple uses it could have multiple uses once the candle is burnt out that galvanized vessel <laughs> can be used for a multitude of things. And that is actually what I saw. At the time, I was also seeking, literally seeking out something with a coconut, you know, pineapple coconut smell. Oh, it was summer, you know, and I've actually saved it since the summer. I bought two of them, so I've already burnt the other one. And that galvanized vessel is being used. Okay, all right. <laughs> Let me just hit the pause button okay. for a second. On so, legitimately, I've asked a lot of people why they brought their candles. Yes. I've never once gotten that much feedback about a candle. Yes, it is. It is I feel symbolic. Like I've, yeah. Yeah. Why symbolic. are you holding back, though? I feel like you could uh, preach a sermon on why you chose a galvanized vessel. Well, to be your kitchen companion where I'm just not sure it would ever leave or go away or rest. I don't know about galvanized vessels, but it just appeared to me as something that I could use for more than one thing. So oh anyway, and I love the smell. It happened to be coconut. So you love coconut. At the so, time I changed, you know. Yeah, day. yeah, that's that's fair. But it, one thing that doesn't change about you is your gift uh, for hospitality and the way that you oh. welcome people into your kitchen, which is the first thing that went into my head when you were talking about that as a kitchen companion and as this burns the life of God's gift inside of you wow. is burning as well. Wow, yeah. only you. You know, yeah. you, you welcome people <laughs> into your home better than anybody I've ever seen. Well, I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate that. I'm so great. you you you've done a lot of things. 
um, and you've spent some time specifically with a place in Gainesville called the Care Center. Mm-hmm. Um, now I think it's called something. Choices, Choices. I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's called something different, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is an interesting title now, by the way. Mm-hmm. They're very, they're not pro-choice. No, no, no. They're they're um, much like a lot of the things we do as a church. We are trying to meet them where they are mm-hmm. and. Um, I mean, it was years ago that I served there, and, and our draw then was something different than what their their draw is now because the world has changed. And um, the main thing you want to do is create an environment where you can have a conversation with somebody that you normally would not yeah. be privileged to have a conversation with. And it's not intimidating, the name. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah. I mean, we need to look on the inside and not necessarily on the yeah. outside. Um, yeah. That so, doesn't project what they believe, you know. What right, they, right, 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 right. So you served there for how long? Wow. Um, that's a really good question. Uh, you were little, so uh, five, seven years probably. Okay. Not okay. not as long as I would have liked. That's a long but, time. Yeah. Um, the reason I bring that up yes. is because today we're talking about abortion. Yes. And because of your experience with the care center now called choices in walking with women and families through these decisions. Um, we wanted you to come on and help us with this question. Cause as you know, these questions have been submitted by students and, um, this one in particular is about this topic. And we try to bring people in that have experience in those areas and can be able to speak with a little different authority, you know, from from their life, past, whatever, gotcha. history. And so that's why you're here. You know that. I'm just helping define it for our audience that may just be six people. We don't know, but yeah. it doesn't matter no. because we exist for the one. King. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, the question today, let me get to that. And then uh, I'd love for you to start the conversation after I ask it. Okay, okay cool. Mm-hmm. We feel good? Yeah. All right. Interrupt me when I get going too far. (laughs) So the question today that's been submitted by a student is, how should the church treat someone who has had an abortion? And to that, I would say, um, I believe abortion is, we would need to treat someone, the church, as any other sin, uh, just like we would any other sin. And we know as the church that we've all got them, you know, and Christ is our only hope. And I believe we should, um, I mean, Scripture tells us that love the God, love God first, mm-hmm. love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I think we need to treat that person those people, that set of people with love and understanding. And we need to look at Christ as our example, Um, Mm. you know, and he loved the people that he knew. I mean, he knew their sin and he loved them and he um, extended a hand to them and a conversation. And I think we need to be willing to um, to do the same. Do you think um, from your experience walking with people, that are either deciding to have one or they know someone that is thinking about it or maybe they already have had one and they're seeking help and counseling for it. Um, Do you think there's areas where we can improve uh, 
as the as the church as Christians that's what we're saying we don't mean the church as a building or just right, a mountain right. church or any specific we we mean the body of Christ mm-hmm. right the body of believers that are following Jesus do you think there's ways that we can improve in how we are addressing this issue with people in our lives friends family otherwise always there's always ways we can um improve because every person that we meet um, is unique. And I believe the Holy Spirit has a special way to communicate to, to those people through us. And, and I think if you are someone that is considering it, um, I would say take a minute and take a breath. The enemy would like to rush you in that decision. And would like to say, you need to take care of this immediately. This, mm-hmm. If you just do this, um, then it'll be over and you can move on with your life. But that is a lie. Um, this is something that you never move on from. And you get to cho- the choice for sure of how you, how you steward mm-hmm. this particular circumstance in your life. Um, from however you got there whatever happened it is beside the point now and Hmm. think about it before you make the choice to do it open your heart if you're a believer open your heart to the holy spirit and to the truth that he wants to um, put inside your heart and it is a baby it is a child and it is life there's no doubt about that the lord spoke to that many times in scripture um, to david who was out tending his sheep, um, writing the Psalms, you know, he made it clear to him, I've woven you in your Mm -hmm. mother's room. I knew you even then. And he has Mm -hmm. our days counted. He knows the number of our, you know, on our head Mm -hmm. that when Rebecca was pregnant with the twins and she went and had her quiet time with the Lord and she said, why are they fighting inside me? And there Mm -hmm. were two distinct babies in her womb. And the Lord knew them both. And there are countless. You can find countless she examples. Have, she didn't have an ultrasound to know she that she had She did not have twist. an ultrasound, but she clearly knew there was more than one. How good is that? <laughs> right? right? I've never thought cool? about that so just right now. Wow. Yeah. I know. Go ahead. She, um, she used they. I mean, she said how. Oh, she knew. Yeah, she went to the Lord seeking why. Why am I in this situation? Why are they fighting inside of me? And the Lord told her there will Special. be two dis, you know, distinct tribes. But that just shows you the individuality and the personal nature that the womb and yeah. life that is created inside you, um, it is not a problem to be handled or something to be decided on quickly. Think about this before you do it. Take a breath. Open your mind to truth. Get the information you need. Go and talk to somebody. Um Embarrassment and um, deciding something quickly is all a defense mechanism. The enemy tries to put us in that mode so that we hurry up and make a mistake. And that is not, do it, be very deliberate about that decision. This is not ever going to be gone. It is. You can end this child's life. But it will always be your child, and you will always live with it. You will always know it, and you have options. It's not going to be easy, 
and but there is a church family somewhere that wants to love on you. There is somebody that the Holy Spirit already has lined up to walk along beside you. They're not going to be perfect, but there's somebody that the Holy Spirit has chosen to walk alongside you. Get to the point where you acknowledge. I mean, if you're feeling guilty about what has happened or embarrassed about the situation you're in, get to the point where you acknowledge that with the Lord. Seek repentance and bring your broken heart and your humble spirit to Him, and He will make something that was intended for evil or that could be, you know, used. He can turn it into a story that can mm. draw so many others that are hurting with the same situation. He can turn it into mm -hmm. something glorious that we can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. If you're walking along somebody that is making that decision, then be that person that draws them. If you don't feel qualified to um, to have the conversation with them, find someone that you trust in, you know, at your church or uh, your grandmother, somebody that has walked yeah. through life um, and take them there. And if you do nothing but listen and let them talk it through, a lot of times when someone is allowed the opportunity to hear themselves say it, whatever it is, then the Holy Spirit can then kick in and, um, mm. and he, can, <clears throat> he can minister to them that way. So walk alongside them in the sense that you take them to someone if you don't feel equipped. Um, develop, take the time to develop a relationship with them because it may take some time for them to trust you. Yeah. Um, they're embarrassed. And um, if we try and put ourselves in that, none of us are very far from making a decision that could put us right in that same mindset. Yeah. None of us. And the minute that we think we're beyond that, that we've got the knowledge and the <clears throat> Uh, maturity to avoid that is the minute that we're going to be reminded. The wow. Lord is going to gracefully and graciously remind us. He's going to allow a situation that's going to remind us. Yeah. You need me every day. Yeah. And we do. We need him every day. Yeah. Um, so um, draw that person to someone that they can talk yeah. to if you don't feel, but walk with them in distance in a yeah. long time. And um, if they are asking questions, be honest and be direct if they are asking questions, it is the Holy Spirit opening a door for you to sh shed light, shed truth. Read. Ask the Spirit what verses you need to use because He knows their personality. He knows the way yeah. they react. And just be sensitive to your um, relationship with the Holy Spirit. So good. Yeah, that's great. So the couple Did we things. cover all that, all those steps there? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you're asking. But the I'm the keep one going. that the um, the person that's considering. The person oh, that's yeah. Did with. you answer the? Yeah, for okay, sure, perfect. for sure. I, okay. I'm. You mentioned a couple words that I want to key in on because it's awesome. Trust. Yes. Building trust and relationship. Walking with people. You said in distance. You didn't mean walking with a careful distance. You meant walking the distance. The distance. Walking. Endurance. Yeah. Staying the with them. In relationship, because you have to build the trust. Yes. I think a big question for people is, when do I tell them the truth of what they're doing or what they already have done? You know, and this goes for other lifestyle choices too, not exactly. specifically abortion. But this one is the question. So this is where we're staying today. If if we're talking directly, if you were talking directly to someone who um, has a friend that is that has already made the decision 
to abort a baby inside of her. Right. And the friend that is walking beside the one that made that decision is questioning how to present the truth in love. I think that's a big question that we get a lot. How do we present the truth of sin and the consequences of that in a loving way? And I know that's a big question and maybe hard for you to answer and you're not jumping in and I'm buying time and I'm hoping you'll jump no, in. No, I'm, I'm just trying. I, I have a bad <laughs> habit of interrupting. So oh, no, I'm no, working no. on that. I'm working on cool. trying to be, yeah, a little bit more deliberate about waiting. Um, I feel like um, uh, over the distance that you are walking alongside them, you are going to get a sense of their um, their days and you're going to get a sense of when they're open to that truth. Um, the scripture tells us that there are people that are not ready to hear. Mm. There are people that have hardened it. They are defensive. They are in a, in a state of mind that is not ready. And you being <clears throat> loving and kind and extending um, grace to them by a hug, by a smile, by anything gentle over time, the distance is going to allow them to see, oh, but she didn't mean it that way. If you have, if you get there a day to school, let's say you're at school and you're going to see them, well, you know that morning that you're going to encounter that person. Intentionally take a minute and be so dependent on the Holy Spirit inside of you. Yeah, that's great. And Remind him that you're aware that you need him. You need his words. You need his mindset. You need the direction that you need. You need his discernment to know where they are that particular day. And when you get that opening, and you will, he will provide you with a chance to step into it. If they're asking questions, they're open. If they're defensive, they're still working through it, but they're getting there. So just be patient, and the Holy Spirit will give you that minute. When you get the chance to do it, the enemy is going to put fear there because he's going to say, you're going to mess it up. Uh, You're going to say something wrong. Um, You're going to use the scripture wrong. Uh, They're going to, you know, they're going to think you're judging them. You're condemning them, whatever. You have to give them the opportunity to make that choice themselves. Mm. And the day after you have the conversation, bring scripture with you. Be prepared over the amount of time that you're walking alongside them. Allow the Holy Spirit to put scriptures in your mind that he can have ready on your heart, in your mind. A lot of times that's where the memorized scripture that we have in our hearts comes from. The Holy Spirit can pull those out. Yes. If we commit to memorize them, he is faithful to bring them to our mind when we need them. That's awesome. And it's like a weapon. And it is gentle. It is not condemnation. But if they respond in that way, the next day when you go back to school and you're going to see that person and you see them from a distance and it might have been an awkward conversation, don't go around the corner to avoid them. Do the same thing you've been doing over your walk. You address them. You walk up to them. You hug them. You extend to them the same amount of love and kindness that you have during your walk with them. And Why why do we know to address them that way? What is our model? Jesus Christ is our model. Um, A couple of different stories in the Bible that all of us that have been, you know, churched know 
One is the woman at the well. Mm -hmm. She um, had had multiple husbands. The one she was with currently, Jesus called her out on and said, "He's not your husband." But she didn't. He didn't start out the conversation with, "Woman, you're, you've had five husbands and you're living in adultery at the time. This guy's not even your husband." She didn't come at. He didn't come at her that way. He asked for a drink of water and allowed her to serve him and allowed her to ask him, why are you addressing me? You shouldn't have anything to do with me. A lot of times that's what people that have had abortion think about us believers. Why do you want to have anything to do with me? Why do you want to walk alongside me in this and listen to my hurts? Well, he let her serve him. She asked him the same question, why? And she, he said, if you knew who I was, mm. if you knew what I could give you, the water that will, you will never thirst again. And then when after he had finished confronting her, proving to her who he was and the love that he had for her, he said, go mm. tell. Go tell because your story can lead others mm-hmm. to him. Same way with Zacchaeus. He had dinner with Zacchaeus, said, come down from that tree. We all know the story, the song, come down from the tree. I'm going to have dinner with you. Hmm. And everybody around were scoffing and saying, he went and had dinner with, with that sinner. And, um, but Jesus went to that. That's who he came for. He came to seek yeah. and save that which was lost. And that is our example. Um, if we're not sure if, you know, a lot of times I remember being concerned that if I befriended a person that was, um, it was widely known that their life, you know, they had a lifestyle of some particular sin, whatever it might be, there's multitudes of them that we all fight with and that Christ gets to overcome in us. Yeah. Um, you know, I used to, I remember being afraid to even um, be in contact with that person or have somebody see me, you know, because, you know, I needed to be known as the, you know, Christian. Um, But Jesus himself humbled himself as a servant and loved on these people that were outsiders, you know. Um, I mean, we need to go at it from that perspective. If we feel, um, if we are young, and we feel a little uneasy about it. We can always draw somebody into the conversation. That is, we can always draw boundaries. We can draw people into the conversation that can bring wisdom and knowledge and uh, a direction there. We don't have to do it alone. So um, I would say as, as a young person, if you're walking along somebody <clears throat> by, with somebody like that and you're concerned about what others around you are thinking, that um, you need to ask the Holy Spirit. It's that one-on-one. And then you need to be willing to draw someone else into the conversation to walk alongside you with that, Mm -hmm. to keep you accountable in the conversations that you have. And look to Jesus as the model for how we operate. Um, I was reading something, and I can't remember who it was by, but it was talking about the church and who belongs in the church and who deserves to be a lot of times people that are going through big life altering Hmm. decisions or sin. Like, you know, we talk about sin and the, the level playing field when it comes to sin, all sin separates us from God. Yes. But let's face it. Something like this is 
unique in the way that we have to cope and deal and walk with, yeah. right? And so um, it, a lot of people that have had an abortion come to the table or come to church and say, I don't deserve to be there. Right. I don't deserve to be a part of that. How am I ever going to be? And I was reading something that re- that reminded me of it, if the church is for deserving people, then nobody would be here. Right. None of us would, none of us deserve, you know. And so where do we get off categorizing ourselves as Christians that are not uh, supposed to or, you know, interact with people that, have done mm-hmm. things like this. Take the speck out of your own eye for the log, and I'm messing mm-hmm. it up. No, yeah, I got you. you I know, know where you're going. Yeah. What is it though? We need to have it. It's Jesus's word. It's important. It's, is it the log in your own eye and yeah. the speck in somebody yeah. else's eye? Yeah. That's what he said. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So if if we're waiting, if we're making the church a place where deserving people can attend and and find community and family and life, we're missing it all together. Yeah. Jesus came and and to seek and save that which was lost. You said That's it right. earlier. Very clearly. And he died and rose again and established the church. Right. On a foundation of broken people. Like <laughs> Peter was the rock that he said, I'll build my church on, right? And so anyway, I think it's really important as you were talking, it was getting me fired up because we, a lot of times we've elevated ourselves yes. above Yes. and we to start, when we start throwing around words like belonging and deserving, well, who and are we? Who, who do we are think we, we are? Who do we think we are? Really? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, same way with the hospital. You think about, I mean, I've heard the analogy used a lot, you know, well, people don't go to the hospital, you know, completely healthy people don't go to the hospital. Um, there's no, they don't have a need for a hospital. Yeah. Um, yeah. So churches are, you know, not full of Jesus's, mm-hmm. you know, we're not Jesus. We are striving and, and we are trying to get out of the way and allow him to live through us. That's our goal. And loving on people that have stepped in it, you know, whatever it is, yeah. is, was his design. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Let's let's um, be clear now. Mm-hmm. With all that being said, um, just to avoid any confusion on this in particular issue, we're not going to skate around it. And I, I do want to take this chance to be clear about what the Bible says and what we believe yes. about the sanctity of life, yes. about the value of life. And so... Um, do you need a question or can you go from that? I can go from that. Okay, please do. So um, there's countless scripture, proofs, um, evidences that the life inside the womb is human. It is a baby. It is not a clump of cells or a tumor or anything that needs to be gotten rid of. It is a baby and it is allowed to be there by God himself. Mm. From early on, from the minute of conception, the Lord has told David, who has spent time out in the fields Mm. with his sheep, uh, I've woven you. And so proof number one, he knows us in the womb, same as I'd mentioned a while ago with the twins. That baby is a baby. 
um, the choice to even Webster's Dictionary. I looked up the mm-hmm. definition of abortion in the Webster's Dictionary, and it said the choice to terminate the life in a womb, the life of a fetus in the womb. Mm-hmm. And even Webster's Dictionary acknowledges yeah. it as that. And I'm not belittling the fact that this is a hard This is going to be a hard thing. But sin, as I used to tell you and your brothers, choices have consequences. Mm -hmm. Good choices, you get to reap good consequences. Bad choices or wrong choices, and you're going to reap, you know, the opposite. And so even though this is a situation that the Lord himself can turn into good, we can't, but he can it is still one that is going to come with consequences. It is going to be, um, there's another human being in existence. This is an eternal soul. This is not a puppy or not to say that puppies aren't going to be there or any of that. It's not going to be eternal. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. <laughs> oh, I've had a couple of puppies that I know are, are there. But anyway, um, this is not a, you know, a, tree or you know something this is a human this is an eternal being and um god does not want it to die he does not want us to kill it he does not want us to make that choice and that is what it is there is no other way around it any Mm -hmm. way any process any point in the process once he is allowed conception it is a human being yeah and the right choice is to allow life. There are people, there are all kind of ways you can go after that. And it is going to be hard because the choice was made. Whatever point you're at, mm-hmm. whether you're unmarried, married, divorced, yeah. whatever the situation is, um, it is not a problem that needs to be gotten rid of. It is a human being. Yeah. And he values life no matter what stage it's in. Yeah. Whether it's the embryo, or it's the older, 104-year-old that has to have constant care and can't do anything for themselves. He values that person. There's value in that human being. Right. He will decide when they're when he's done with them. Right. I remember a Kathy Tricoli song from way back in the oh. 80s. Kathy Tricoli. Yes. She was a Christian. Kathy Tricoli. Tricoli. Yes. Okay. I am not my own. I belong to you. To you, my blessed Savior, mm-hmm. we when we've chosen to allow Christ, we've get, traded our life for Him. It's yeah. a great trade. This one's not good, yeah. you know. Without Him, it's not good. Um, but our our body is not our own. When we say it's a woman's life to, yeah. it's a woman's right to choose what she does with her own body. Well, once you have created another human, it's not just your body anymore. Mm. There is another human there. And not to mention the dad. You know, I mean, there are so many scenarios in that. You're not your own anymore. Yeah. We've given ourselves to Christ once yeah. we're a believer. And, yeah. um, it, it, you know, we're not our own. We're not our own. And he's given us our bodies as a living sacrifice. We're to turn it back over as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable, and to be used as a vessel for Him. And it, if we're going to take and um, destroy a precious gift, 
it, it, that is not what he intended. Uh, that is not what he wants for life. Yeah. You're distracting me. I'm trying. I'm sorry. No, uh, my mind is trying to go to where you're going before you. No, I'm trying to find you are not your own. You're bought with a price. I thought it was in Galatians, and now I'm, I needed you to keep talking. So oh, I okay. Find I it. believe it's in Hebrews, but. Is yeah. it in I Hebrews? Think, really? I thought that maybe not. Um, we could, should Google it, maybe. We should Google it. That would be, yeah. Would that be cheating? I don't know. I, you know, Google can be used for good as well. <laughs> I think we need to uh, exploit the good that Google can do. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's do that right now. Okay. Then. This is the first. Okay. This is the first on uh, burning questions. Well, the First uh, Corinthians six. Well, see, you were right. Apparently, Romans 8 has something to say about it, too. I think it's repeated a couple of times. Um, oh, I thought it was in Galatians. You know, one thing, too, speaking to that, um, is, you know, I heard once, or I read once, that we have exhausted so much money trying to prove that there is life on Mars or on the moon. And I heard it said that if we took the contents of a mother's womb a, at any point in her pregnancy, at any point, and yeah. we put them on the moon or on Mars or wherever we're at at the time, um, <clears throat> and whether by our naked eye or by microscope, depending on where she is um, in the development of the child, yeah. They would, we would deem that human. We would right. deem that life. And there are things that are being, uh, that abortion does to that baby that we wouldn't do to our own animals, to our own pets. Um, and I know that once we get to the truth of realizing that that's the truth, that walking through the process is not easy. So I want to extend compassion with that you know and that's where the church needs to come in we mm -hmm. need to be willing to wrap our arms around these people yeah. and help them whether it be the adoption <clears throat> or whatever yeah. the path yeah first corinthians 6 um starting in verse 19 do you not know that your body is a temple of the holy spirit who is in you whom you have received from god you are not your own you were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Um, first glance, maybe somebody who isn't as familiar with the Bible, that feels very, you know. Uh, but how hopeful is that, that you were bought at a price? You were bought with a price. I think about um, people that have been through things like this and they're you know they may be saying I should be punished right or even people that are looking on and we say they should be punished they should receive penalty for those decisions should and will are two very different things now should you be because you think about this the devil speaks that over us too mm -hmm. he speaks condemnation the enemy says you should be punished you deserve that's Galatians 3 where I was trying to find I thought uh, you were bought with a price was there but it's not but it's talking about that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law mm -hmm. so the enemy the devil speaks condemnation you should be punished and he's not wrong 
Exactly. We should be punished. Every sin is punishable. But Jesus. But because we were bought with a cry, with a price who was Christ, mm-hmm. we will not be punished. And that goes for any and every sin, bad decision, from abortion to lying, and mm-hmm. every single one of them separates us eternally from God. That's right. And because we were bought with a price, because we have, because we were bought with a price and God has given us the Holy Spirit and now our body is a temple, we have an opportunity to steward it as such. Mm-hmm. And we can now take this message of hope and reconciliation. The mm-hmm. fact that, that Jesus has bought us, has purchased us back and redeemed it. So if you've been through, this is a moment where we can like directly talk to the people that have been through this. Like mm-hmm. if you've been through this, there is hope and that hope is in Jesus. Yes. And you talked about this before we came on. You were talking about how the line in the sand for the people, for the girls that you talked to at the care center and was, do you believe in Jesus? Yeah. Do you know him? Have you given your life to him? Right. And if they haven't, of course they're going to be led by selfish desires. Yes. But when we deal with the spiritual reality the whole, every bit of the world is teaching us to gratify our flesh, right. to say yes to the now, the Comfort. momentary, the immediate. Yeah. And every bit of God is looking to the hope of glory yes. in eternity and the sanctity of life becomes about much more than the momentary yes. dilemma when we can see it in light of eternity, mm-hmm. right? In the in the light of the way that God designed us. God prepared God's prepared for us a place there. And this is not our home. And these are not our bodies. Right. But we can't have that perspective until yes. we've come to terms with who Jesus is and we've given our hearts and lives to him. Right. Um that wasn't supposed to happen. No, it was too. I'm supposed to let you do this. No, that was supposed to happen. Um should you be punished if you've made a mistake like this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Will you be punished if you are in Christ? He is the one that was punished for you. He, the greatest cost, his life. Greater love has no man than this but to lay down his life for a friend. And that's what he did for the whole world. Everyone who puts their trust and hope in him as Savior. And he don't wait on us to clean up. He did that before we were even born. So before we were in our sin, he died for us. He died knowing what was going to come, what choices we were going to make, how we were going to turn away, how we were going to betray him. And he died for us anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most beautiful news. It's it's the good news. And uh, if you're listening to this, maybe that's the first time you've heard um, the truth of the gospel, please reach out to us mm. and we'd love to walk with you through it and show you from scripture what it looks like to follow Jesus. Uh, it's the greatest gift and it's it's the greatest purpose that we have. It's why we're here. Mm-hmm. It's what we were created for. And so that's why we exist. And here at Burning Questions, we want to tackle some of these big things and we want to show people how it all goes back to the hope that we have in Jesus. Um, so I hope we've done that today. Yes. I thank you for being here with us. 
Uh, you're a special one. <laughs> Thanks, And uh, hopefully we can do it again Yeah. Um, sometime soon. Yeah, if you have questions, let us know. If uh, you want to leave a comment or uh, even if you want to just tell me that you don't like my shirt. <laughs> we want to hear from you. And I'll tell him that. I gave it to him for Christmas. Oh, you <laughs> no, did. I didn't. Somebody did. Somebody might have did. Been, might have been Tane. <laughs> might have been. Tane was on the last episode. I know. Of I can't questions. wait to hear that. You haven't listened yet. No, I haven't. Yeah, you should. Talking about uh, reading, how scripture. to fall in love. Yeah, with yeah. with God's word. It's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. It's been great. Love um, it. Love it. See you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Burning Questions. If you have a burning question that you've been longing for an answer to, DM us on our Instagram at cmcstudents underscore.